Hello, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay. Hi, guys. Welcome to the official first episode of Sibling Secrets. I am joined by a very good friend of mine. Um, hello, friend. Would you like to introduce yourself? Um, hello. My name is Hanan. And uh, I'm the very good friend of Sibling Secrets. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hanan, and this one, you can say Sham is perfect. In, we are a bit more open and transparent in this one yeah all right perfect so uh we was just having a conversation uh about a lot of stuff especially about business um quote-unquote supporters um and a lot to do with health and as well as that going off the grid for a while yeah and so a lot of you guys might not be aware I, myself, my name is Sham. I'm a freelance photographer, as well as that I like to dibble and dabble into different e-commerce businesses. Um, Hanan, would you like to give a bit about yourself? Um, well, I'm a second-year accounting student. Well, speaking or doing all the podcasts here, whatever, it's not really my thing, so be, be patient with me. I'm not like Shams. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Hopefully, Hopefully, whoever listens to this, yeah, at the moment, like I said, this is the first episode, so it should be a fun one, yeah? Guys, like I said, none of these episodes will ever be scripted to make it sound as if it's not, sorry, as if it's a generic thing. It's not generic, okay? Nothing about this is generic, okay? We're all over the place. We're like water. Whatever cup you pour us in, whatever saucepan you pour us into, we'll mold around it, right? Yes, sir. There we go. So the first thing that we were actually talking about and we kind of I quickly want to jump back into is the most recent thing that you and me were talking about in our FaceTime call. Supporters, okay? <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. Um, supporters. Well, mm-hmm. what, so, to you, what, what does a supporter mean to you, personally? Um, I'll be honest with you. Uh, a supporter for me is usually someone who's there for whatever I'm doing but doesn't let me know but somehow lets me know by not saying oh yeah I support you in doing this but actually shows shows what I do behind my back Mm. does that make sense someone who's almost like a banner someone who's almost like a advertisement post without me having to be present yeah so yeah how about you support for your action yeah Mm -hmm. same thing just someone who's there who's just literally your right hand, left hand, call or whatever, and then they're not vocal about it because that's your right hand, you know what I mean? And the energy is often reciprocated as well, so it's not a one-off thing. Love that, love that, love that. So I was listening to, I think, was it Young Ads? I'm not too sure, yeah? Um, obviously, shout out to DBE, what hell of a music group. And he was talking about support within your circle and he said something along the lines of again i'm not 110 accurate with my memory at times um quote unquote early onsets of dementia god help us all <laughs> um but what he said was something along the lines of the people that are closest to you or the people that are around you will nine out of ten not be the ones to support you first simply because you are going out of the box what do you think of that um there is some truth to that to that because often the 
certain people that you deem to be very close to you are often the most envious ones of you. Mm-hmm. And it's not, you don't see it until very later on. So um, you've had amazing examples that you told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, which we should be we, which we should get into eventually but um for instance what you often see is um one thing I, that i love about generation is how courageous and brave we are like if we get an idea we just you know run with it and start that business or do whatever and what you often see is majority of your friends or the people that you deem to be your friends are actually not the ones that are bad from you often 100 percent strangers mm. so yeah that's the one big example i can give that's very true like had the for me myself um one thing that somewhat shocked me is alhamdulillah you know what i mean like there's probably i could count with one hand the people that are closest to me and these people i've got pure love for them that genuinely um how do i say like fuck with what i do a lot of these other people that we know and we're on a good basis with each other is the complete opposite. It's like, fam, what's this guy doing? Like, it's, how do I say it? How do I say it without sounding too much of a prick? I guess it's, it's like, okay, you see when someone's not comfortable with their own sexuality, mm. yeah? And then they see someone else doing stuff that, quote-unquote, for some reason has been put a negative stigma on. Mm. And they jump on that bandwagon of negative stigma. Mm. Yeah? It's like, I had the recently, let me give you a perfect example, yeah? Um, someone, like, I was speaking to someone about TikTok and whatnot, and they must have been like, oh, I can never see myself on TikTok. And I was like, but why? And he was like, oh, you just, bro, like, it's so, quote-unquote, like, I'm not trying to put no hair or anything on this brother, but he was like, so, quote-unquote, gay. And I was like, how can that app be gay? I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I can't lie. That is a very difficult com- uh, conversation within our community <laughs> in particular. Um, and you find that, like, this is quite, like, prominent among males, actually. Like, what you find is a lot of them are very scared to express themselves creatively because they do not want to be, you know, viewed as feminine or gay, as we just said. Mm-hmm. And it's really scary. <laughs> it's very scary to say, the, um, to put it in a very light way, actually. And... Um, but yeah, you have an actual massive platform on TikTok if you think about it. And um, how did you get into it? <laughs> so right now, my platform's actually dying down. Um, I remember it's again, uh, I would say it's a micro or uh, like group, which I was very, 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 um, what's the word? Which I was very proud of. Yeah, I was very proud to make this group on there. Yeah, like everyone that followed me genuinely followed me for all the right reasons and it was just that sense of banter where I love to banter around and for someone who just babbles on about anything and everything I will always drop gems even with what I'm saying doesn't make sense there's always going to be a gem inside of it mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah and I remember like I would go live and I would have like around 60 70 people just chiming in and listening and like actually having decent conversations with them yeah of course yeah 
And the whole way I remember I started was one day I was bored out my head. I kid you not. I was bored out my head. And it was when the first lockdown originally happened. And like, you know, this is at the same time when I was doing a job that I got into at that point. And the whole thing that was going on was bored in the house, I'm in a house board. Bored in the house, I'm in a house board. I remember it, this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I decided to be like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to do this whole quarantine thing because I'll be working a lot. And as well as that, I can't mm. confine myself to a small space. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember, like, you know, my mom was having all these weird panic attacks saying, oh, you're, you're working too much or you're taking more than an hour f- for a walk. And I'm like, mom, I can't stay Just at home. <laughs> yeah, like, I couldn't do it. <laughs> so I said to her, listen, okay, I promise, you know what? Let's forget about all of this. I promise you I will take five consecutive days off work yeah where i will work a certain amount of hours in one week and then i'll take five days off straight one after the other yeah yeah and i will stay at home and she goes okay go for it so i did that and wallahi it must have been what like six hours into my first day and i was bored i mean, i'd done everything i wanted to do in my life <laughs> so i was like what haven't i done yet <gasps> i haven't done tiktok so I opened up a TikTok account and I made board in the house. I'm in a house board. And the way I edited it, I might as well be an old man. Like I had that whole one, two, three count up and this flashing stuff. And I was like, how old am I? Like, why is this editing so bad? Yeah. Yeah. So initially that's how I got it started. And that video didn't do too well. You know, like it only done, I think like 500 views. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's cool. And then I'd done a second video, which was me just out on a walk, like, late night. And I was like, I'm tired of this whole lockdown. Like, I I never want to be a part of it. No more. I'm done. And that one got, like, around 2,000 views. And then I stopped posting for a while. And they announced that the lockdown was finished. I went for a holiday. But before I even went on that holiday, during the five days that I had, like, you know, I had off, I made a TikTok video that was when God made Somali women and people pouring <laughs> water <laughs> into like jugs. And I was like, let me do yeah. this, but a funny one. Yeah. So I done my one and everyone kind of like started finding the last four things hilarious. And I was like, small foreheads, amazing lungs when it comes to shisha, um, fat backs. You were wrong for that, by the way. You can't just <laughs> generalize like that. Like, how do you see me in every single girl smoking shisha? <laughs> I'm a better. That's one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> do you know why I actually put that in there? Simple. <laughs> but because you hate shisha yourself. No, not just that. Like, I don't hit shisha like that. Like, now me and my guy that we always go, like, we always see it. Like, there's way more gal in there than mandem and i'm like what's going on wait so uh, oh my god have we not seen london it's mainly the opposite but london is cracking like is it's crackhead village it's different and where you're from is not this place is different like this place is just demons like everyone in the sea are all demons i don't care what anybody says you get me they're the most weirdly conservative not conservative like liberal not liberal people on the planet it's it's weird 
Mm-hmm. No, I'm actually so excited to visit Birmingham. Soon come. Bow, come on, a whole lot of gang stuff. Boys. But Birmingham needs to get, how do I say it, detoxed. It needs to get sprayed over. Like people need to <laughs> detox, you know. What life I'm like, it's ridiculous. Love- yeah. Yeah. But like I was saying, so that one like picked up my traction. And I remember I uploaded it while I was in Finland. And my cousin came running to me. She goes, oh my gosh, you've gone viral. Bear in mind, this is like the first day which I actually got good night's sleep. <laughs> Wallahi, I woke up, I looked at her, I go, huh? You woke me up from my bed to tell me I've gone viral. And she was like, yeah, you're on, what was it like 12,000? 12,000? No, at that moment, like from the time I went to sleep till I woke up, it was on like 12,000 yeah. views. And I looked at her, I go, yo, listen, that's nothing. I can guarantee you it will reach 20,000 by the end of the day. Yeah, it's scary how quick it goes on TikTok, man. It's- exactly. But you, why haven't you done a TikTok account? Um, I don't know, you know. Wait, what can I do it on? Listen, listen, listen. You're a young, beautiful, funny sister. Okay. What can't you do it on? Do you know what? Maybe soon. Maybe. We'll see. The thing, I'm, hold you to that. I'm, sc- I'm scared as, you know, with TikTok, wallahi, one person will find your TikTok and that's it. Your whole family back in Somalia will know. <laughs> that's the shit that scares me but it's it happens you have to say okay thank you thank you for the promotion i appreciate that <laughs> no i know but it's just me i'm not i don't really like to be in public life that makes sense okay 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 that makes sense that makes sense yeah. um then do I, one I, of them if you know me well you know me well like i might come up i can be quite bubbly whatever but mm. if you don't <laughs> know me <laughs> you'll see me no that makes sense that makes sense yeah, but wow, yeah, man, and the haram police on TikTok. Oh yeah, but wow. do you know what? Wallahi, I do you know what I live for on TikTok? Mm-hmm. The Somali lesbians, oh, they have my heart. Like, wait, what? Have you not been on that side yet? I haven't. Well, I haven't been on that site. <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever, and I love it because they're so rebellious and they just fucking be standing their ground. Like they're not rude to people at all. People are rude to them. And oh, wait, they're in Somalia. No, not in Somalia. Just you know, wherever. Just the Somali LGBT community on TikTok. Okay, this is interesting. <laughs> Very interesting site. I love it. Like they're so like free and just expressive. Just everything that the community does not want them to be. <laughs> basically and i don't know i just find that so refreshing and beautiful to see because if you check the comments it's so full of hate and like well like people are just praying for them but they're not even praying i don't know for their parents like <laughs> please get your priorities straight but um that kind of okay you see how the like stuff like that really confuses me yeah because not too long ago um there was a certain brother that came out and well not came up but he's he's always been out if that makes sense yeah yeah and he was actually from finland and his parents apparently taught him the dean and i went and met someone that's a part of my family so my one of my aunties and his his the way that he was raised up she had a lot to do with actually raising him up as well mm yeah and he was having a conversation with a good friend of mine and it was the way that he was coming across saying oh no i was this but i'm this and 
the whole twisting and turning of the religious scripture. Mm. And that's the part that kind of like really got to me. Like now when it comes to the whole aspect of LGBT community, it's do your thing. I couldn't give two shits what you do. Yeah. It becomes like for me, I think it becomes a problem when that starts to get shoved down my throat. Yeah, no, that is very understandable. That's very, very understandable. But also what I think is, what I really struggle uh, with is how our community in general views them. At the end of the day, like, you cannot force someone to be, you know, you can't force someone to change into how you want them to be or whatever. Mm -hmm. So instead of, like, if you really want to support these people, there's ways of going on about it instead of just bullying them at the religion. Because that's very true. And um, often when, you know, these people just run away from home or just say, like, you know, or cut off everyone that they know, whatever. I don't, I don't disagree with them at all. Because if you, let's say I was in, in their position, well, I would have done the same. Like, why, mm-hmm. why would you force yourself to stay in a toxic situation? Knowing that you're not even wanted there if you continue to be the way you are. Mm-hmm. You are, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm getting what you're saying. Yeah. And had the like, let me see. What do you think of Dr. Umar's philosophy then? Which is what he has made fun. No, it's specifically when it comes to the whole aspect of um, the LGBT community. Um, that it's more of a behavior than anything else. And you can always teach someone out of it. Or you can make someone um, kind of like reprogram their brain. Like many other people have had it, not just Dr. Umar. But um, I've been listening to a lot of the stuff that he was saying. And I somewhat find it very interesting. Okay. Yeah, because had that even like within our own religion, it says that, um, yeah, homosexuality is a thing, but being homosexual, uh, but being gay or anything of that sort is not the crime. But actually committing the sin that comes with it, that is where it becomes the crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you think of stuff like that, where do you kind of like see yourself on? Um. Or if if you was to come in contact with a person from the LGBT community. Yeah. And they were to say, oh, but I'm this and God made me this way and red tete, like, you know, the, the usual arguments. To be fair, the thing is, even if it's possible to reprogram your brain, like, we don't know that, we're not for sure. Mm-hmm. Don't think it's our place to decide for these people. Okay, I like that. <laughs> it's not our place. Do you know what I mean? Why are we so concerned? Why are we so concerned with other people's lives when we have our own to live? Do you get what I mean? There you go. Yeah, and again, that's why I said earlier, I couldn't give a flying pig, donkey, horse, whatever it is about what them man do or anybody else. If it's not affecting you on a personal level, then you have no business worrying about it. That's how I see it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that's something where not just our community, but all communities need to come and understand. Yeah. Huh? Like recently, again going back to Dr. Umar, uh, but this is an old, this is an old, old interview, if I'm right, where a woman was saying to him, or oh, while well, trying to pressure him in terms of the LGBT community, where uh, Obama back in the day uh, passed three laws for them, and his point was somewhat valid, if I say myself as well, because the laws that he passed for them 
the you know the black community in the United States, the whole of the United States, didn't get granted those same laws yet. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I was like, yo, that actually, that's weird because you've had stuff like slavery and um, extreme and ridiculous racism happening on a day-to-day basis to black people. Mm-hmm. But then they haven't had these laws passed for them yet. But then on the opposite side, when it came for the LGBT community, it was passed for them. So how is that possible? Like, how did we, how, like, how did us as different generations reach this point of thinking? And why was it possible? Yeah, it's really mad. What do you think about the current situation going on with the Royal House? I find it fun. Wallah, <laughs> I find it fun. Like, deep down inside, I've always been waiting for Princess Diana to just come back from the grave and be like, yep, I'm here to fuck up shit. Do you think that's and true right now? For do I think it's true? Of course it's true. I don't care what anybody says. It's true. Like, that house is scary. Do you know, do you know what's, what I've always kind of what boggled my mind? I was saying this to my friend the other day. Mm-hmm. Imagine being that rich and still look like you're dying. Bro, imagine being that rich and being purple. And then my friend was like, they're reptilians. I was like, yeah, but they are. <laughs> you see, had the look. You see that whole ideology of certain people are reptilian and uh, there's a there, there's an ancient race called Anunnaki or oh, stuff like that. Yeah. Have you read up on that, Anunnaki? That's of course like- I read up on it oh, and it's see- the weirdest shit ever. Oh my God, what do you think? Oh. Okay, have you watched the movie? First, no, no, first you should give a summary, a summary of why it is and everything and then uh, let us know your thoughts. Okay, so to the best of my knowledge, as I remember, the Anunnaki were a, were a different type of species that come from a different planet, yeah? And when they were coming to Earth, it was, play, it was mainly for resources yeah. and the chance to restart something new. So they came here, they started to obviously gather the resources they wanted, specifically gold and copper. And as time went on, they were like, okay, you know what? Let's put people on here so that they can actually start farming for us the stuff that we're looking for. Generations later, the people obviously started to govern themselves and stuff started to change. And we started worshipping, quote unquote, these beings from a different planet as gods. What, uh, what planet was that again? Was it Nibiru? I don't remember. Oh, no, I'm sure. I'm sure the planet. I'm sure the planet itself was also called Anaki or something like that. Okay. Nibiru was the other one where one, they came. Pardon? Nibiru is the new planet, if I'm not mistaken. The one where they found the more taller, lighter-looking, quote-unquote, human-like stuff. Or I don't know if, if I could call them people, aliens. What the hell would you class them as? I mean, in majority of like. I don't know, in most books, they kind of refer them to, like, aliens, but don't really call them aliens directly. It's weird. But exactly. it's a very interesting theory, indeed. Mm, but this, guess what it reminded me of? Go on. Have you watched the movie Prometheus? No. Okay. You need to watch Prometheus. It's, technically speaking, it's aliens, or along the same lines as aliens and predator. Yeah. Yeah, aliens versus predator, sorry. And... To some sense, like it genuinely feels like the mission that they went on to find the creation the, or the creators of humanity. Yeah. And what's being said right now kind of like fits perfectly. It does. In what sense? Okay. So, for example, in the movie, yeah, um, one of the main characters, yeah, that 
kind of like funded the whole trip and came up with all this technology and is probably one of the most richest people on the planet at that point in time. Mm-hmm. This is in the movie, by the way. He created an android. This android is called David. Yeah. It's almost as human as possible, but it doesn't bleed or whatnot, but it's very realistic and it's all autonomous. Like it does everything for itself and also takes care of other people. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're speaking to it and touching it, you would think it's just another human being. But the creator of Adam, uh, sorry, David, yeah, <laughs> believes that he was created by a higher being, which is not God, but a sen- uh, celestial being. Okay. And his whole journey is to defy death, find immortality, and also communicate and know why humans were created. Yeah. Huh? And, like, I... I don't know if I want to spoil it for you, but it's really weird, interesting, and somewhat confusing. Mm, I'll definitely watch it. I love to, I love these type of things. It's so interesting. You should one hundred times watch it first of all, and after that, I think you should definitely watch um, Alien Covenant because, yeah, there's a lot to digest from them to put together. All right, I'll definitely do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's the thing and with the with the royal family <laughs> well like it's 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 magical it th- that is one of the best ways i can describe it it's magical huh because in all of this i'm thinking okay yo um you've got a whole member in the in the family that has been <laughs> was it allegations of sexual assault Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but nothing was done about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it is messy. But then anything else that's said is automatically not dispersed of. Like, it's it's not even being dealt with. It's just being left on the table. Like, yeah, yeah, whoever wants to eat it can eat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's why I was like, yo, I couldn't, I couldn't really care about the whole racist thing and security or whatnot. It's like, bro, you've got a whole brother in there that's been, that has allegations of sexual assault. Where are we going to go from there? It's really mad. Do you know the highlight of all of this? It's like, what's, the, what's his name again? That ugly white guy. Stepping Which one? Piers something. Oh, Piers Morgan. I like Piers Morgan, though. You like him? Well, I like <laughs> Piers Morgan is the chaos that we need in this one. Nah, man, I'm sorry, we don't need that type of negativity, please. Oh, Let's man, spark fun and whatever you want, like fucking on TV, but not not that way, man. Like, he was just, <laughs> just a big bully. Let's be honest, he was. But look, Hadda, I see, like, I knew where he was coming from. Yeah, and I'm not saying, oh, I knew where he was coming from. Right? No, I'm saying I knew where, his, where he was coming from in terms of him being hurt. Mm. You get me? He wasn't coming from anything that was valid. He was coming from a position of hurt. Like, <laughs> he was, but... I'll put you on a taxi right. fair. Just because to... you got fucking ghosted. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that story, like, when I first heard him talk about it, wallahi, I was in tears. I was like, yo, this guy is hilarious. I love him. What was your worst ghosting story? Excuse me? Nah, then it's just interesting now. Let's go. What what your worst ghosting stories? Okay, so my worst ghosting story happened like a while ago, like 
I don't. I'm very selective with the people I give my time to. Very, very selective. Yeah. And I remember there was someone that was constantly in the same location that I was in. Constant. And I, was, and I used to find it weird. Like, are you following me? Like, is this some form of a stalker vibe? It was kind of sexy. I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Because it was like, I can be like, had the, for example, yeah, funniest thing ever. I was in Denmark. Yeah. A motive with like a good friend of mine. And I found this person there. Interesting. Yeah, so I genuinely thought I had a stalker that was willing to follow me everywhere. I loved it. But were they just a friend, someone who had a crush on you? Were, they, were you speaking to them? Or was I, at this point I wasn't even speaking to them. I didn't I didn't even know them like that. But every time like I was at a location, she would always be there and I would always be like, yo, my you telling me, yeah. What huh? Well, <clears throat> what if that was fate? Maybe if that was fate, that's sick. I love fate. <laughs> Huh? No. So then I find out that this person has been kind of like trying to come through the DM requests for a hot second. Oh shit, like that. Yeah. So I was like, oh cool. Like, you know, started talking. And then she was like, hey, listen, there's a couple of motives coming up and it's kind of getting awkward just seeing you there already. Mm. So can we tell each other what motives we're going to be at just in case? I was like, oh, that's cute. Yeah, sure. I'm going to these motives. And funnily enough, she was going to all of them as well. And I was like, oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> Weirdly enough, we're going to be at the same locations again. And we just kept on talking. Like, everything was calm. And we linked up in person. Yeah, like, away from everything, away from the, you know, like, events and everything we was going to, we linked up in private. And we were talking. We had, we had a cool time. You get me? Yeah. Yeah, we had some food. And I was like, yo, this was really cool. And at that point in time, even when we was eating, we were still in the same kind of like level. Like, yeah, this person's cool. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing them again. So I was like, hey, listen, anyways, it's getting late. I've got some stuff I need to do in the morning. I'm going to shoot off. Yeah, like, if you want, uh, we're going the same way. I'll be more than happy to give you a ride. And she was like, oh, I'm, I live here, this, that, the other. Funnily enough, the person lives... Listen to how crazy this is, yeah? The person lives five minutes away from me. So it was meant to be. Exactly. So I go, yeah, cool, say no more. So when that we went our separate ways, and I was like, all right, this will take care. Cool. Next morning comes, and someone must have asked me, like, yo, I'm looking for a person who deals with graphic design. I was like, oh, I've got just a person. Her. I called her, and she was like, yeah, I accept it, no problem. She's getting her paycheck out of it. I was like, calm. And then the next day when we thought I was, we was going to meet again, I call her. The phone rings, but nobody answers. I was like, oh, okay. So she's probably busy. I'm going to give her a call later on in the night again. Yeah. Yeah. So now I'm on my way. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way, sorry, to this kind of like very intimate uh, little event that's going on. Yeah. I give her a call. She doesn't answer, and then I give her a call one more time, and it goes straight to voicemail. Interesting. I don't know. This is this is weird. Days go past. Like I'm getting up more and more opportunities start going for her. Like, I'm trying to hook her up, but the phone just goes straight to voicemail every time. And I was like, all right then, do your thing. A couple of days later, like after I said fuck it, let her do her thing, I find out that. She's in a relationship now. And I'm like, oh, okay. 
you could have easily said that you were speaking to multiple people. It's not that hard. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, for me, my worst ghosting session ever. Like, even though I'm trying to hook you up, you're moving weird. Like, I don't understand. Well, do you know what? What I find really interesting about ghosting, like, often it's really about stupid reasons. Like, you could have really told me, I'm not a child, I'm not going to cry about you. Exactly. Like, we're adults. They come on, man. You're grown up. Exactly. But wait, what is your one? I want to hear your one. Oh, my one. Oh, my God. Wait, when I go to someone or... No, no, no. When you got ghosted to oh, someone. Cool. This was actually back in July. It was just a very casual conversation. Nothing was going on. Um, obviously, um, he kind of, you know, expressed his interest, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, we'll see. I'll first have to meet you. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, he lives in Holland. So, me, I was back in um, UK by then. I was like, all right, cool. I'm probably going to come back to Holland like very, very soon because I had some family business. So, uh, we continued talking, whatever, whatever. Bear in mind, we met like around mid-June. So, all the time, we were talking nonstop every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, a <laughs> few days before he goes to me, he kept complaining about his phone. So... I was like, oh, okay, whatever, like, you know, he's probably getting fixed, whatever. I wasn't too fussed about the fact that he wasn't texting me that day or calling me. Mm-hmm. So, um, few, it was after AIDS, and then I remember I must have, I fell asleep talking to him the night before. I wake up saying good morning, whatever, it's not replying, so I'm thinking, oh, something's wrong with his phone. So, the next day, I was making my way back to um, where I live now, mm-hmm. and then... Funny enough, I was just going through Snap, whatever, going through my messages, and I'm just seeing all of a sudden, you know how someone's name changes when they delete and block you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So then I go onto his Insta, and then it says, using that phone, but his profile's still up. So I'm like, oh, shit. So I really shocked for saying good morning. And, yeah, that's probably the worst ghosting story i don't know i don't really get ghosting normally just fizzles it out like but yeah people be weird like that and immature yeah people are very odd very very odd when did you go someone oh damn hard one damn no like (laughs) it's a sticky one because if it's too sticky you'd have to talk about it Okay, so for me, I don't call it ghosting people. I just call it... Stop talking to them. Not just that. I just call it giving me more time. I'm so- I give myself more time. You're so toxic. <laughs> I was like, no, but if you're actually talking to this person every fucking day and all of a sudden you quit talking to them without any explanation, explanation how is that giving yourself more time? How is that fair to them? Again... Like, you are very right. That's not fair to them. But is it fair to me to keep on talking to them? No, but you... If it's not, sus- if, if it's not giving me sustenance. No, but you could have easily just made it clear that you're not interested anymore. But what if they're too cute for that? Like, if they're just, like, adorable? Then I can't lie. You're still in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let me tell you what happened, okay? Then maybe you'll understand, okay? I'm not going to lie. You won't understand, but I'm still going to tell you. So, me and this person were speaking, and it was cool. This is going back to literally before I met you. Yeah? 
and again, I'm very picky with the people I, I you know, speak with and the people I don't speak to and the kind of energy I want to have around me. This guy just hates people, guys. He just, he just don't fuck. Fuck humans. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. 2021, human population needs to be controlled. Shout out to Bill Gates. Shout out to the Gates Foundation. You mean COVID? Oh, I, need, I need to stop saying that. <laughs> oh, That's actually going to get me into trouble one day. Yeah, but oh, it's painful because it's true. Oh, you for saying that. Like, I, I felt a massive weight just leave my shoulders when you said that. Bro, you... So, thank you. So, you're telling me it's not weird that m- 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 a huge number of fucking CEOs stepped down just before Corona, or what was it? Just after the pandemic got announced. You tell me that's not weird. Wait, this is a different <laughs> conversation. Continue. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so let me tell you about this one and then I'll tell you what I think on that, yeah? Mm-hmm. So, I was speaking to this person and at the beginning, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's the way that I came across. Yeah. But it felt as if this person had done a lot of research into different things in life. Yeah. And they knew about what they were talking. Yeah. And that was exciting because it was, it, was, it was fresh. I was speaking to someone who... Like, you know, we could both challenge each other on certain conversations and certain topics. And we had certain agreements and here and there, but disagreements on here and there as well. And then sometimes we'll just agree to disagree. It was beautiful. It went past a week and I started to see the cracks. Oh, Like, we would have a conversation today and then tomorrow we would have a conversation that's similar to it. And the person's got a dramatically different view. And everything they're saying just doesn't add up. And I'm like, on a on particular topics, or was it just on everything? Just in different things in life. Mm. And I was really confused. I was like, but yesterday, everything you said is contradicted by everything you're saying today. Yeah. Where do we go from there? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I remember, like, yo, we would have conversations here and there. And again, it was becoming, I'm not even, well, I'm not even trying to be disrespectful to the person or anything like that, but it started to sound very, very shallow. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, this is becoming a bit tedious now, like, I don't. That kind of sounds like, I can't lie to you. Do you know what girls tend to do sometimes? Oh, I'm so sorry, girls, if I'm kind of secret, but. (laughs) (laughs) Drop the bomb. (laughs) What girls tend to do is, let's say I'm talking to someone and I'm not feeding them anymore, I kind of got the ick. I'll give them reasons to piss, I'll basically piss them off just to give them reasons to push me away or just walk away from me. It's very toxic, I understand. I'm not saying it's correct way of going about things, I'm not saying I still do it, but it's a way of going around things that a lot of girls still do. <laughs> like, if that is what she did, I love it, like, then it makes sense. But the thing, again, is why make yourself so shallow? I don't get it. That's, that's, that's where I get lost. Because I don't know, man. Like, majority of us really struggle with communication, as we're all aware. And especially when it comes to situations like that, where you had an interest in someone and all of a sudden, you know, it fizzles out. Oh, it's really hard to communicate. Like, you're like, I'm not feeling this anymore. Because... Yeah, it's just fucking hard, man. Like, even me. Oh, shit, then. <laughs> I need to think back what I said to her, then. Fuck. What did you say to her? 
I said to her, I hope she gets headbutted by a goat. I don't know why, but it just felt right. Yeah, you weird. But like man, she wasted my breath. Your breath or your bread? My breath. Oh god. It's okay. It's take it as a lesson. It's not waste of time. Every- yeah, because after I said that I hope you get headbutted by a goat, she laughed and I hung up the phone and I blocked her. I'm dead. I don't want her to laugh. I want her to be like, what the hell, bro? I really find interesting is getting to the point where you really have to block someone. Oh, I'd do that for the fun of it. Oh, you get the thrill out of it. Yeah, like, it's like, oh, let me just block this person, just see what happens. You're scary. No, because... then. There's a thrill out of it. There's a thrill out of it. I mean, not necessarily... You're right again, not necessarily, but sometimes there is. Okay. Oh, like, okay. I don't, what, what was that song? Um, people that react in different ways that get thrill out of the different things. So, exactly. You know, let's be about that. There you go. Like, some, some of the things I get thrill out of might seem toxic to others. For others, it's weird. Yeah, what you just. To me, it's perfectly normal. I don't know. What you have done might have been, might be very exciting to someone else. You see? I like that. So, yeah. Do I? That's- yeah. Yeah. Ah. Are you sure? I think so. I'm not too sure. Like, I'm not sure of many things in life. It takes a while <laughs> for me to be sure of things. No, but we're way too young to figure that out anyways. Do you reckon? I feel like we just, our life just started. That's how it feels like. And we don't know jack shit. That's how I feel like. Hmm. We don't know life at all. We think we know life. Well, like, we don't. <laughs> you, uh, I agree and disagree on that point. I'm not going to lie. Okay, go on. Like now, I'm 25. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mashallah. And thank you very much. I'm old as fuck, basically. Last day. I don't know if I said that, but. You did. You did. I? Yeah. Which I appreciate you for saying that. Thank you. And. Again, like, I feel young, but old as fuck at the same time. But I felt old, old for the majority of my life anyways. That doesn't really surprise me. Outsider. Basically. But then again, it's like, obviously, you can't really compare our parents' generation and us. Oh, that's impossible. Uh, like, how did my, <laughs> how did my mother have me at the age of 18 and she was perfectly healthy and still working and doing everything, but I'm 25 and I don't know how to count up to 10 properly. Hey, give yourself more credit than that, please. I beg. I wish I could, but I really can't. It's it's weird. But to be fair, I feel like it's all circumstantial. Because if we were to put in a position that our parents were in, we would have probably operated the same way. Like, believe it or not, they've literally everyone literally does what they know best in this life. Mm-hmm. I mean, apart from. You know, if you're not capable, then not, you're not capable. That's a different conversation. But yeah, all of us, we're trying our best and doing what we know best, you know. And that's why we have to be very patient with each other and just understanding because you never know where the, other, uh, where the other person's coming from. You don't know their past. You don't know how they think, you know. You don't know all of that. We actually do not. That's what I mean by we don't know shit, like. We just don't. <laughs> we just figuring. It, we just started figuring it out, and it's a lifelong journey. 
that's a fair way to look at it. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's like, I had the, for example, I was born back home. Yeah. Yeah. I came here around eight, eight and a half. I might as well just say nine. Bloody hell. Yeah. I don't know why I'm sure quoting it. Mm. Yeah. And it's like now when I speak to some of the older generation, like around my mother's age, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, so uh, where were you born? Like, And I'm like, oh, I was born back home. And they're like, oh, so you was born back home. I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, so when did you come here? And I'm like, oh, I came here around like almost nine years old. And they're like, oh, so when you came here, you was a big man already. I'm like, huh? I was nine, bro. How are you calling me a big man? Like, that's it never it, made sense. Yeah, that's how they see it. Mm, it's like, if you came here when you knew how to speak and how to do certain stuff, yeah, you're automatically a big man. Mm-hmm. But if you came here when you was like two years old, oh, you was a baby, yeah. You was practically raised here. Yeah. How? That's what I always think. Do you think you'd be very different if you were to grow up fully in Somalia? Oh, 110%. 110%. Like, to some sense, I know I would still be this stubborn guy that I am. Mm-hmm. But I think the way I look at certain stuff might have been changed simply because of, you know, what I'm around and the stuff that I was, how do I say, um, open to. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Like, now, for example, let's see one thing that I love but hate at the same time. People. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would have seen people in a whole different light. Definitely. Simply because the people back home, uh, especially you know, like the place that I grew up in, whether it was Ethiopia, Kenya, they, of course, like everywhere I go, people are very hardworking. But the people there is the communities. It's the way that people always drive each other. It's the fact that you know, there's a day to day routine. Whether you're a Somali a uh, white brother whether you're a Jewish brother whether you're Christian whether you're Muslim there's a day to day and everyone intertwines with each other in a perfect way yeah mm-hmm. whereas I found I find that in this country there's no really day to day routine and like you can have one appointment and that appointment will be the whole day yeah uh-huh. but also that depends on the person I feel like like already like when you already have so much on your plate mm-hmm. and you already struggle with like time management and stuff particularly students and oh. well I just let's say it's true what you said is so true like tomorrow if I have a doctor's appointment at three best believe I'm not doing anything until three unless I really 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 have to mm-hmm. and it's a very very difficult habit to get out of I don't know what it is it's you have to make time for this one thing it's really a mindset i know i understand Mm -mm. but reprogramming the mind obviously takes time and you really have to want that because otherwise it's just it's not gonna happen but yeah still there's no while i struggle with it (laughs) it's a hard honestly i don't well i don't blame you and i don't blame a lot of other people like now for example doctors will say to you oh please make sure you're there from like you know 10 to 15 minutes early Nobody said you have to be available for like six hours before your appointment. No one. But yeah, you <laughs> Exactly. It's like someone calls you, oh, hey, listen, uh, come, we're going to a movie. Oh, I can't. I've got a doctor's appointment at eight o'clock tonight. But it's, that's, that's... So partly because we don't really value our time mm. as much. 
you know um the people that value their time the most are people who have literally packed schedules and have a whole routine of i'm not saying that we can't have that i'm not saying that Mm -hmm. but these people are literally they have packed schedules and every minute counts for them and inshallah we'll get there eventually inshallah but um right now it's it just it just seems impossible that's very true and honestly speaking well i I never want to get to a point where i have a packed schedule that kind of scares me no but packed with things that you actually love doing yeah that scares the living daylights out of me love the job that you work in whatever extra uh, curricular activities that you're doing whatever like you love you just love what you do in life Mm. then and it's it's inevitable for your schedule then to not be packed okay to that sense yeah yeah that sense yeah but i just wish life could be oh i want to go see the doctors you just walk right in you can in certain countries or lie it's just the uk Really? Yeah, because back in Holland, when I used to live in Holland, sorry, I'm shouting a little. But mm, that's all right. When I used to live in Holland, well, I would call in the morning and I can see them within the next hour. Oh, no, but hey, they used to do something like that as well. And then God knows what happened. But even here, I think it is possible, but it just depends on the area. Because London, obviously, is really impossible mm. unless you go to a private doctor or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's not impossible at all. Like, by the way, thank you for saying that. I just want to say shout out to private doc- uh, like private care. Oh, shout out to private care. 100%. As simple as that, bro. If you, at this point in life, yeah, this is going to sound very bad to some people and others will be like, oh, this is, this is kind of a good thing that he's saying. If you, at this point, haven't had a full workup done in a private clinic, yeah, where you've paid for every single thing and for your results and like you know for the whole testing to be done properly you're uh you're what the hell you are missing out in something trust me yeah but we also have to keep in mind that it is a privilege to go true saying but then health is wealth right very true very true Mm. um... so if you're spending 250 pounds on a (laughs) on a phone or uh bloody 700 pounds on a belt and a jacket Bro, you can spend five hundred pounds on a full checkup, and it's not going to cost you five hundred pounds. <laughs> a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, Big up NHS at the moment as well, because well, I all these you know front workers, they're appreciated. They're much appreciated. Yeah, yeah apart from the police. Oh, not the twelve. <laughs> not the twelve. We don't fuck with the twelve. <laughs> Uh, and funnily enough all my days all my days police officer has been linked to the disappearance of that lady by the name of Sarah do you know what I actually don't know much about the story but I just read fucking sexual assault and my blood was boiling already (laughs) Uh, honestly what the fuck bro it's Oh my days. And then one lady in the was it in the House of Commons or the House of Lords, whichever one it's what Oh, so a lady in the House of Commons or the House yeah. of Lords, whichever one it is, I've got no idea. But decided to stand up and say men should not be allowed after six PM. What do you mean Excuse men me? should not be allowed by six PM? What's because because of how apparently 
uh, bad men are. And because of this disappearance of this young lady, men shouldn't be allowed at their houses after six o'clock. Uh, six o'clock. So men should have a care for you that after six o'clock, no man is allowed to step outside. So this what like, they have presented, ha- Sorry, what they introduced. They haven't introduced nothing, but by her words, when she gets the opportunity to put in a bill, yeah, into Congress or whatever it is that they do in England, yeah, to pass mm. these weird dumb laws or whatever, yeah, she's gonna put something in there that men cannot go outside of their houses after six o'clock. But and it it baffles me. I don't me. find it surprising at all because the way like is is twenty twenty one and the way this is still happening every fucking day is absolutely disgusting. And yes, I know it's a bit like painful that all men sort of have to pay for it, but it's still like a reality of millions of women. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 really well I hate I've been there myself constantly not being able to go out by myself, like mm. walking alone. It's not it's not a fun thing at all. Okay. Let me ask you this question. And of course, like it's gonna sound a bit weird. Yeah, you as an individual, okay, and I think this might become an actual thing. I'm um, asking people, but you as an individual, if there was a way to change it, yeah, I think how do you think you would change it? Because this woman's saying men aren't allowed to go after six o'clock, that's one thing that is not very weird. What would your thing be? Is it really a realistic thing to do? No, it's not, but also like how to change this i think it has to come from men men have to g-check other men men have to educate other men it's not my place to educate men as to how to treat me or how to leave me alone in the dark or whatever like it's none of our place mm-hmm. it's me- it's it's you i think it's all it depends on men like men have to take that step that's how i see it Okay, okay. So you're saying let the World Association of Men come together. Sit yeah, down because how a way to do many it. years have we been like? How many years have we been fucking protesting and doing whatever, like raising awareness? Raising awareness has not been doing shit. I don't it's believe not raising doing awareness shit at all because women are getting assaulted every day. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, it's mm-hmm. a conversation and action needs to be taken by men and that's the sad truth 110% like I had to shout out to my boy Malah Hadawi um, he must have posted something and to some sense I was not surprised at all like I genuinely believe it would be like 99% and 100% but it said something along the lines of women between the age the ages of I don't know if, whether it was 15 or 18 and to 25 so i think it was like 18 to mm. 25 or 15 to 25 yeah have reported that 97 percent of them have actually had a sexual harassment yeah and um moment in actually life way higher than that or, because the ones not reported is like the amount of people not reporting shit mm-hmm. is insanely high and that's why i keep saying up to men like other men have to keep other men accountable 100 like, have to because clearly you're not listening to us mm-hmm. you know the only pe- like the only voice that you seem to value is when it's coming from your other men 
that if it has to be this way, then, you know, for our health and safety, and so be it. Exactly. And I think that's one thing which, in this day and age, I still don't understand, like, why does it take a man to catch out another man? Like, had that, like, inside my head, I always think to myself, okay, yo, but if she said something and you didn't listen to her, why are you going to listen to the guy? Like, because you're not even, t- like, Hamra, let me finish and, and, and then you'll see. Like, had that, for example, let's just say, like, you and me are talking, yeah, with another person, and then this other person constantly interrupts while you're talking. Yeah. And you say to them, hey, listen, like, do you mind not interrupting me while I speak? He doesn't pay attention to you. But then I say, yo, bro, listen, fucking chill back in it. Like, she's trying to say yeah. something. That's what I mean. Like, just see this, just see how sad it is. Yeah, like, and I never understood it. Like, I don't either, but it's, it's, it's really mad because majority of, like, women's voices is not really appreciated. It's not valued. Doesn't mean anything. Very true. Majority of men. Do you know what I think we need? Hi. I just think we need like these little darts or like a little spray. Whenever someone doesn't listen, you can just spray it in the air and that person just faints. So we can just be done with that person's stupidity. Sounds absolutely crazy, but or a dog. Everyone should have a dog. You're nuts. (laughs) Man said, well, an alarm, basically. (laughs) Basically. Okay, could work, but sustainable, not really. Oh man, I know we'll have way too much trash in the planet then. I think it's too violent to, uh, for people, oh, especially. You're thinking of the violent aspect of things. I feel like that. I feel like this could be possible in Somalia, where you just, you know, and people wouldn't even look at you crazy or whatever. <laughs> That's true. I might introduce that to Somalia one day. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> Might as well do it in the book of government. Maybe they'll finally listen to their citizens instead of that. Man. I've said previously, the best thing to do with the Somali government is simple. Get five big-ass dogs and just oh, send... Oh. Hello, are you still there? I... I, 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 I don't... Your thing is tweaking. 